0: in a year where disruptors have been the norm innovators in the home improvement channel have continued to succeed the nrha all industry conference will welcome attendees to a virtual event alongside the national hardware virtual show on october 12th through the 15th Hear from industry disruptors throughout the channel, including Do-It-Best CEO Dan Starr, Hancock Lumber CEO Kevin Hancock, winners of this year's Industry Top Gun Awards, leaders on diversity and inclusion, and more. The conference is free to anyone registered for the National Hardware Virtual Show. Learn more and see the full schedule at nrhaconference.com. Welcome to another episode of Hardware Retailing Podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. In today's episode, I'm going to have a conversation with Adam Taylor of Trust Hardware, a retail operation in Indianapolis that's known for being open 24-7. Now, Taylor's in the process of opening another location and isn't wanting to slow down anytime soon. Before we start talking about the business, uh, I would love it if you could introduce yourself and how you got involved into the
1: hardware industry. Sure. Uh, first of all I just want to thank both of you guys Um, you guys are just great for the industry Um, we went down there last year to to say the independent stuff Um, you guys just make the thing make it so much fun so you and Kate and Kevin and everybody in the industry thanks a lot for all you guys do and keeping us in the forefront you know it means a lot Um, my name is Adam Taylor uh, 37 uh, started into retail back in 2009 Um, started back in um, doing odd as it sounds movies and games um, the thought on that was that a lot of the big boxes and uh, the big chain stuff was going out of business i thought there would be a niche market for that and niche markets are pretty important in retail um, what i we, we kind of shifted into more games and electronics did some buy sell trade and i sold a ton on amazon um, but what one of the tough things was you could see it it moving it, it was is what's called a paradigm shift there was nothing you were going to do to change um, the way that was moving and so uh, 2012 me and my dad uh, family kind of uh, decided we wanted to get into um, they wanted to help out with the hardware. They obviously didn't want to run it, um, but they they helped it out. We went out and bought a couple of ACES that went out of business just to get some general stock um, shelving and stuff like that. Uh, and then we actually signed out with Boss McBron to kind of get going with like your basic stuff. So if you go to a closing sale, you're going to be getting the C and D items because A and B and stuff's already sold or it's you know it's it's moved out. So we backfilled in with that in uh, 2012 and um, started from there and just kind of evolved uh, the business from there.
0: So, and you're from the Indianapolis area, born and raised.
1: Yep, uh, grew up in Anderson slash Pendleton. Um, I've been in Indianapolis mm-hmm. all my life, across the central part of Indianapolis, uh, anywhere from. Uh, I went to school at in Indiana State. I went to school uh, high school at Pendleton Heights. Um, i lived in Lapel and Noblesville, Indianapolis, basically everywhere. Uh, been been around here my whole life, and obviously you guys are from here as well, or at least I know you are. Yeah. Right now. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I wanted to go downtown to see you guys' offices down there, but. Yep, right, right here. The store we've got now is started off in Oakland. Um, now it's in Lawrence. We expanded last year about this time. Uh, the new store is going to be over at Seventy First and Benford. Uh, it's about thirteen minutes away. So, yep, everything's right here in Indianapolis.
0: Cool. So, so when you say you started in retail, and it was like the movie and games, like, like, like blockbuster, or I'm trying to visualize. Yeah,
1: it was uh, a much smaller version. So, blockbuster maybe would have been something maybe a five or six thousand square foot store we had more of a 3,000, three thousand square foot store um started off renting stuff then doing some sales and stuff like that um got into electronics again and stuff like that but it's just it it, it evolved it actually evolved a lot in two or three years um, and i just love retail in general so like a lot of times people i think oh you, you you're into hardware because you're you know a middle-aged guy and you like hardware i, I absolutely love hardware retail but i just enjoy any type of retail and uh, it evolved like all businesses do, but um, it just you know I didn't think it was going to be something long term that was going to be able. You, you just can't shift the way people were were moving with both Netflix and you know people were buying so much stuff you, you, every day. You'd hear people talking about you know buying it on Amazon, and this was back in two thousand you know 9, 10, 12, 11, 12, before Amazon really really started to come on. I mean, people were were doing everything now. They've got you know Prime Video, and there's just so much stuff out there. So just one of those things where you, you could see that needed to evolve into something else and uh, so when we were out here part of when you know you're building out the stores you, I mean, you need a box of screws. you couldn't find one so we, we kind of thought it'd be a good spot for a hardware store and it, it really has has done well. Um, I'm definitely looking you know, to keep moving into the communities and different areas to do these types of things there's plenty of room for, for this type of type of uh, type of market.
0: Definitely. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about uh, what your store is like? Your store is also um, is do you does it go by
1: uh, so trust, have name? Trust, trust hardware? So uh, when I first do you go got,
0: by pro or no?
1: Not anymore. So when we first got into to retail in 2012. Into um, the hardware retail side, Bossby um, Bronze brand is Pro Hardware, so it was what we used because they were our main supplier at that time. We still do use Pro. Um, we are mainly House Hassan now, and as I've evolved over the yeah. years, we've got—I mean, I've got 12 to 14 different suppliers for different things like propane and firewood and straw and uh, bait and tackle. I mean, there's a lot of different ones, but our main hardware supplier now is House Hassen. And um, so I had known probably about two years ago we'd started to slowly transition everything over to to trust hardware um, which is going to be my own I, I never wanted it to be named after after me because I to me it was more about the customer than than about adam or you know Adams hardware or anything like that um, yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to decide what name to, to name it um, so a couple of years ago I after a lot of thought I, I wanted to name it trust hardware because I way that you know trust is absolutely the most valuable part of any relationship, whether it's with your suppliers or whether you're, you know, people you deal with on a day to day basis, or of course your customers. And um, I kind of took that a little bit from just my dealings with, with Amazon. Um, I realized how much I would trust in their brand and people just, I know how much more I would go to them because I trusted them. And I think that's a true thing. And and when you're dealing with people in business all across the board from your landlords to your suppliers, to even you know, even talking to you guys, you know, if you trust me, you're going to deal with me a lot more. Um, and I have a lot of, you know, a lot of aspirations to do, do more stores and to get into lots of different things just besides hardware. So uh, we switched it over to to trust hardware because I, we've something that uh, is a core core part of the business. And I think if you talk to our customers, they they would tell you um, they they trust in us uh, to do take care of them to do what's right to be well stocked, to be open, you know, around the clock. So that if you need something, uh, it's just a big part of the brand. So they will be completely switched over with everything probably within the next month or so nice
0: can you maybe tell us a little bit about the store i know you you opened it in 2012 um and maybe just tell us a little bit about like what the store format is like the size and like kind of your core categories and what you're known for in your community
1: so at least uh, the first one the store here in lawrence and the other store will be open sometime hopefully this week and they're you know once you get a little bit of a model the hope is that it'll look pretty close to the same Uh, the store here in lawrence is about it's it's exactly actually 4000 square feet. Um, it is. It's a hardware store to the core, but I have a lot of different things like we have some general food we have. We do bait and tackle. Um, we we have some basic stuff um, that's, that's kind of a little bit smaller stuff. We don't do a ton of it. In, but. in Convenience hardware stuff like because we're open late, um, we we'll have people come in sometimes for stuff like toilet paper, uh, laundry detergent. Um, we're very much so a full service hardware store where um, we just we have a lot of different um, general categories that people need. Um, we have you know your plumbing, your electrical, all your basic stuff like that. Like any hardware store, we're super heavy in like services and stuff like. Um, Screen repair, uh, key cutting, we do blade sharpening. We did small engine stuff um, this past spring, and it was in the middle of COVID, and it worked so well that we didn't have it figured out right. So we had to kind of stop doing that. But I do think there's a lot of feature in that as well. Um, obviously, as you know, we operate 24-7. It's just a huge niche. for, for um, It's something that um, people just – they come in at all hours of the night, and sometimes it's busy overnight, sometimes it's not. But um, it's people just need you'll be shocked how many people are just nurses, police, firemen, uh, or just people who come from. I mean, we've had the record um, for anybody coming driving is a little over two hours about two hours and two minutes. Um, and they wow. were for a fight at five thirty in the morning, and they had to have a plumbing thing fixed. Uh, so they drove up. So, we're very much a full service hardware store where we can meet those needs. Um, that people, I mean, we have a full service plumbing section that would rival anything you'd see at a bigger box store where, uh, we could fill up, fit in almost any need, um, for that. So, and wow. the usual is going to be about the same. It's 4,400 square foot. It will also operate 24 seven. Uh, we're obviously, you know, we're in seasonal stuff too, where we do sell Christmas trees. We sell, you know, mums, we sell flowers. We just got into, um, the vegetables from Bonnie plants this year and that just did, Absolutely amazing. I, I was always a little bit scared about getting in to plants because I don't want to be out watering plants all day. But boy, they sold so fast, you didn't have to hardly water them. So, yeah, uh, just a lot of a lot of different things. So, we're, I think we're mostly a, a, a good small town harbor store. But if you came in, you'd realize we have about everything, which is the whole point. You don't want to go somewhere, it, you, you have to have all that stuff that people need in one stop, or they're, they're going to bypass you
0: sure so uh for our listeners who maybe don't know about kind of the concept of like your store hours and everything um can you share with them about how you're open like your your hours of operation how you started moving to a 24 7 operation and you know what are some of the things that you experienced from that and yeah just just share a little bit about it because i know that um when we talked before you'd said you know, I don't know how many other retailers, and I personally haven't heard of any other retailers that I know that do that. So I think it is really unique. Yeah.
1: I don't think there's any other ones. I know we we looked. So when I've, I I I've always loved retail in general. I don't sleep a lot as, in general as it is. So I I like to be up doing stuff. Um, so when I, I got into the hardware business, uh, they compete a little bit against some of the you know in this market. Menards is is a big thing. I don't know the listeners may not even. It's a Midwest thing, but Menards is huge in my area, Uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, like that. So they're open from 6 to 10. So I was open from 5 a.m. to midnight. Didn't bother me. I worked the vast majority of them uh, alone, which was fine. I enjoyed being around. And I just saw some people that would come in. It's not as super busy maybe in the early morning or night but people would come in and they loved it. Uh, And so a lot of times I would end up being there after midnight anyway, because I was doing something and I would just see people come in and, Hey, you still open? And I mean, if I'm there, of course I'm I'm open. Uh, And I remember thinking that I wonder if a 24 hour store would have a need or if it would, it would work. Um, And I did the old like behind, you know, on the napkin writing out your, what's what it would cost, you know, um, how much it would change your, your costs to be open 24 seven. And really, the hardest part was i wasn't going to be able to justify someone else doing it so it was going to have to be me uh doing it if i and i <laughs> it's one of those things i was like if i'm going to decide to do it i need to make sure i'm fine with i'm going to have to sleep at the store and i i, I accepted that as long as i was okay with that and i, I was at the time uh, i decided to go ahead and do it i remember i ordered open 24 hours hour signs on on Amazon uh, and I still can remember the day they arrived and I thought this is it we're gonna we're gonna give it a try um, I I swore I wasn't gonna stop until it absolutely was working and I did took so I started back in 2000 on the 2016 um, so a lot of it I didn't realize it would take as long to get it going as it did um, I think that's I guess so true of anything in life it takes so much longer than you think. So it so it took a lot longer than I had to do with the vast majority of them at home a lot of them sleeping at the store um which was fun i mean there was some i got not ask me these questions like tell me all the crazy stories that night. night in the first store when i when i had had done the 24 hours was next to a bar and the craziest of that was people would stumble down and want to walk around and buy stuff from the hardware store but i don't have any bad crazy stories it was mostly just people that were fun and they're interesting people that come out at night and i'm a night owl so i mean i'm kind of a weird person too so i'd hear these people and, and I, you get connected in, with some of these people that are love late hardware stores. I mean, it it's, there's no bad stories at all. They're all fun. They're all unique. uh, Or there are people who are like, Oh, thank God you're open. And, and it's just, you know, it's a unique model that um, I, I, when I thought about starting it, I thought there's no one, if I can figure this out, I'm not worried about somebody coming in and putting a 24 hour hardware store and competing with me. It, It simply will not, be something you can replicate very easily if at all I, I i'm not i'm certain at some point if we if i do more of them someone's gonna think i'm gonna try to do that and then i'll you know, just go smile but yeah good, good luck you know have fun yeah you know it's a lot harder than, than it looks but uh it definitely it's the number one thing that people outside of roscoe you know the other lab we've got here it's the number one thing people recognize if i walk around somewhere there'll be people i don't even know i, I was uh, i was water skiing uh, with some friends on on the White River down um, this summer, and we rolled up on some guys that they all knew, and and he said, "You're know that guy that owns a 24-hour hardware store." I'm like, "I don't know who you are, but <laughs> people people recognize you and they see you, and uh, it's definitely something that's completely unique, yeah, uh, in the business for sure.
0: Definitely. So if someone, you know, not saying they're in Indy, but someone anywhere in the country hears this and and they they think they're gonna try and, and and replicate it not that you want to just give away your model but what's the one thing that you would you would warn someone of if they decide i'm going to try a 24 hour you know model at my store
1: yeah. like
0: wh- what do you think is the top thing you have to be able to do to to do it at all top.
1: like i don't want to tell people i i, I wouldn't worry about somebody coming in and doing but it is um it, it's just it's a, it's a, it's it depends on how much of a night owl you are and how much um i happen to be a nile so it didn't bother me but yeah, yeah. I mean, the alone the, the, the toughest part is that you're going to it, And it's very much too true about retail as well Is that if it's nights weekends and holidays i always tell people if you don't want work nights weekends and holidays you really shouldn't be in retail um uh, so mm-hmm. that, that a, the hardest part probably about it was that you know i didn't get to do a whole lot in outside of work now it wasn't a big deal because i absolutely love love hardware and i love retail and i had the i just i was truly blessed with just the greatest customer base every everybody loves their customers but man i got so fortunate that i had people that would bring me they knew i was there all the time they would bring me food they'd offer to take the dog for whatever they'd you know one of the fun things they did come in and have a beer with me at night and just relax you know i, I could get my mind away from work and hang out with them so um, but yeah, one of the tough, tough parts, if somebody, somebody does it, if somebody does it, I want to go see how they do it. I mean, if you know, yeah. it's, gonna, it's inevitably going to happen. Somebody's going to try it. Um, and, and I looked when, when I was thinking about doing it, uh, I looked around to find some retailers who did it to try to see what they did. You know, I mean, it's, you know, like Kate's article was like, how, you know, how did, how you did it and, and whatever she did that article for the magazine. It's fun to read stories about how other people do things. And so I, I wanted to, to find someone else that had done it and try to see what, what, the, you know, what things they had done. We just couldn't find one anywhere. So um, I don't know that there is any, any exact easy answer to uh, you'd have to be in a, you know, in a populated area and there's, there's a lot of things about it. But, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so what are you, so just so our listeners know too, and I know we've kind of mentioned it here and there, but you are working on opening your second location true. Um are you in that second location right now? Or I know you said it's like 10 no, 15 minutes away.
1: I'm right now, um, uh, I was over at Benford, I came back here to get the oil change and just to chat with you guys. Uh, I'll be heading yeah. back, we're doing final touches on I was building in caps today. Um, uh, we're waiting on a fire inspection, but that will be open here. It, it, fingers crossed, we should be open by this week, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so at that point, yeah, we'll. Um, I will be, so I've got a guy that's, uh, that's, that's been with me full time for about six months now. Uh, his name is Kevin as well. Um, and he has been with me for probably on and off for about um, a year and a half or so. Uh, he came back on. Um, funny thing is, is, um, he he had left because I could not afford to pay him. He had a great job. Um, and he came to me and he said, Hey, you know, I'd, I got this offer. I need to take it. You know, I, I said I think you should. You know, it's a good offer, but he he still came in and worked on Sundays with me, um, stayed close to the business, stayed loyal, did it the right way. You know, he gave me notice in time. So now he'll be taking over that store. That'll that'll be his, and he's just he'll do great with it. It's he's uh, he's been a huge asset to the company. So he'll be doing that. Um, I will be at the Lawrence store most of the time until uh, until you know, and I'll be back and forth. I'll be I'll be at the Lawrence store, yeah, stores. yeah, but I'll be back at. The, the hardest part about it is it's like having kids, you know, you don't want to let somebody else have it, but it, Kevin's great. You know, he'll do, he'll do great with it, but I so bad. They're going to want to be over at that new store to, you know, meet all the new people. And I'm such a social, I love talking to the customers. I love seeing the new people. So he will be at that store most of the time and I'm going to do my best to kind of let him that, that be his thing. But man, I'm still yeah. going to be over there as much as I can to it's just so fun that this is such a fun business to meet new people. So, we're super excited to get over to that community over there. And really, just just grab a hold of that community. Really, you know, be a be a big part of it. And we've had so much outreach from it already. People um, just checking in on us. Hey, when are you going to be open? Uh, we're super excited, and it's one of the few businesses you know that that you can get into that is very much community focused. Um, people care, and it's a it's a it's a lot of fun. So hopefully, it'll be this week. We're I'm antsy. I mean, I'm, I was ready to have it open two three weeks ago, but it just takes. Yeah so much time we're getting we're getting close
0: so are both of the locations then going to be 24 7 and then he'll be he'll be there in the evenings and stuff yeah. um at the
1: other store yes he'll be there so it, he's putting in at least 80 or so hours right now um i kind of like i think i kind of rubbed off on him a little bit he kind of caught the hardware bug and <laughs> we're putting him into some hours that are pretty yeah ridiculous. But he he loves it, and then I'm paying him. I'm paying him well. He's worth every penny of it, and uh, he'll be there. He won't be there um probably overnight. We'll probably have an overnight person there, or I'll probably yeah. be over there some overnights. Uh, even though I I can hire and have those covered, I still kind of like being there on overnights. They're fun. Uh, so he'll be there most of the time. You're but, a night owl. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I, I used to get up early. So when my parents were in, in residential real estate, and I used to work for their crew, part of how I kind of got a lot of the hardware knowledge in general, but uh, back when I worked for their crew, if you were construction, the joy is to get in early so you can get off early. So I used to get up at three forty-five in the morning and do that. I would do that too. I I enjoy getting up early, but uh, the night hours the, the night hours are fun just because the, the people are interesting and they're always so thankful that you're there. But yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be I'll I'll be over at that one. Some of it, you know, most of that stuff will be covered with with Kevin. And once we get over there, we're trying to find a good you know person or two to from that community, because it is, again, you, you, you get the people, you know, um, the, the people that, that live there. I think that's important when you're in a hardware store that you have those fun people from the community that are both working there. Uh, when I looked to hire, I mean, I looked at personality more than anything else. If you know hardware, that's just a bonus. We can teach a lot of that stuff. I man it's all about personality, those connections. And so we're excited to get over there and hopefully get some good people in there and uh, have, have a lot of fun. And then once that was off the ground, we'll start looking towards, towards the next one. So I'm already looking at. So, it. Like I mentioned to you, I was looking down at Mass Ave, which doesn't mean a whole lot yeah. of customers or whatever, but man, that's a downtown. downtown. It's, a,
0: it's a popular area. And
1: uh, yeah. yeah. So
0: um, you would definitely see some interesting characters too, if you're doing oh, the same right. model.
1: So from being down there and looking through the space, um, it, it uh, you know, talking with the, with the broker and all that and, Yeah, So I don't know if you know where it's at. I I think I kind of mentioned to you, but it's the very end of Mass Ave. So, yeah, for the customers who don't or people listening to don't know uh, downtown Indianapolis, Mass Ave and Fountain Square are kind of like your eclectic mix. You'll just see everything there. Um, You know, people just dressing completely fun and different and unique. And it's it's cool and it's vibrant. And I I don't know, for me, having a hardware store downtown has always been like a a small little kind of a dream to, Say I got the downtown hardware store, but you would be at the very end of Mass Ave. I could literally look down. If I stand on my front porch from that store, you know, Simon would do something there. You can look all the way down Mass Ave. Boy, is that fun. It's vibrant. It's Stuck with COVID right now, but you know how how fun Mass Ave is. Yeah. Are the
0: different locations going to have different types of, like, do they serve different types of, like people like, do you have different types of products that you're going to have at the second store? And then obviously if you were downtown, you'd have a different
1: mix too. So that's kind of another
0: thought process when you have multiple locations.
1: Sure. Well, the one over there in the new store um, over in Benford is going to be very much the same type of product mix because it's the same type of customer base. Uh, The only difference really about that store is that there is more households within the three mile and it's got a little bit higher income. So what we've done with that is, um, every Harbor store is unique to the community. Even if it was five minutes away, communities are different, but with that being a little bit of a higher income and it's more of an, um, a, a two, three, four hundred thousand dollars houses where people have money. They, they're not afraid to spend. So we will probably carry uh one higher paint line. That's a little bit more expensive. And we're definitely going to focus a lot more on uh, higher quality tools, uh, which is a, it's completely, that's a, that's a, a, a thing where you had to cater to your market where, there are some people who love a $30 Crescent, um, Crescent, you know, wrench or whatever but you may not sell half as many of those, uh, 10 minutes away. Cause the, the customer base is different, you know? So, uh, I think yeah. the best two days we will do is, is maybe have a higher paint line and we're definitely going to put a lot more focus on tools. Uh, we're going to have an old Milwaukee power tools. That'll be a first time we've really gotten heavy into power tools. We're actually going to do, um, do a dewalt at the lawrence store a full wraparound of the back um back counter we'll have about, about every tool that dewalt will have at lawrence about every tool power wise, with the battery uh for my milwaukee brand at um, the new benford store and we're going to see how they do um neither of them may sell or maybe they both sell and so we maybe we have to carry you know to both of them but uh, we're going to see how they do uh, i'm certain at the new store that though, you'll see a lot a lot uh, a lot of sales with the heavier duty expensive tools quality tools that it's the people who are not afraid to spend some money but they want something that's going to last them 10 20 years uh, but other than that most of the, most of the product mix will not change now as you mentioned if you go downtown um that's that is i don't even that's I, i'm going to put one down there if i can and it's going to have to be horned like anything else that's like going from driving a, a you know a corvette to driving you know a chevy cavalier they're just completely different animals I, I don't even know how that how i'm going to have to carry that product mix downtown because of the way that the houses um are just different uh I, every I mean, like you mentioned that people are different they're very eclectic you might want to carry a lot of fun uh there's the kind of people who will buy stuff that, that you wouldn't normally ever sell in, a, in a, just an everyday hardware store so uh, yeah the goal i think is to try to not have different products at every store because I want to replicate the model. Um, but there's there's times there's always going to be those unique things that each community has to have that's different. And so we'll we'll see once we get over yeah. the news, what, what stuff needs to be added. When, just like always, they'll you know you listen to customers. Uh, what do they want? What are they looking for? Uh, kind of go from there.
0: For sure. So, um, you mentioned uh, Kevin, who's one of your key employees that's going to be leading your new store. But what are what's what's your team of employees like? Um, it sounds like you're also looking to to down the line get maybe some more people on at the new location. And if you end up opening a third, you need some for that too. But um, wh- what's your team like, and and what's what's kind of the vibe like on your team, and what's your strategy as far as finding good quality uh, employees and and that type of thing? I,
1: I'd love to hear. Sure. So there's, there's only four of us right now, and a lot of us are putting in. I, I'm looking to get uh, people who want to put in a lot of hours, not just because I do, because I want people who are passionate about both the business um, and also I want to be able to pay people well. So to me, I, I'm looking at once we get the other store up, we have a couple other people that are going to come on and continue to grow it from there. Um But as far as what I look for when I hire 100%, without any doubt, I hire on personality first and foremost, and everybody will have their own beliefs on that. I don't know how everybody else hires. Some people might say, I want to know that you know how to fix every plumbing leak, electrical thing in the world before I even bring you in the door. Um, I right now it's so tough. Uh, Hiring is the number one thing I I hear every small business complain about is it's tough to get good people. It's tough to find um, the people, you know, that are passionate, you know, that want to show up every day. So, um, it, the number one thing I'm gonna look for is personality. We can work from there on everything else. So like this store here is the, the store we got now is 4,000 square foot. Um, and believe it or not, it's, it, uh, it is going to be a million dollar store this year and it can operate with one wow. employee at all times. Uh, that's amazing 10 employees, but it's been perfected to the point where, um, uh, everything in here has been thought out. And the I say about the new stores, I get to think, I get to see all the mistakes and all the things we need to build perfectly. Um, but I don't want a store full of employees because I want to have one. Uh, maybe during peak times you have two. Of course, your Saturdays, uh, your Friday if you get in a truck, um, Sunday midday. Those those need probably two employees. But my goal is to hire one person to run the store at a time, pay them really well. Um, we're starting off with the salaries for $32,000, um, working up to thirty five, thirty six. dollars Kevin makes considerably more than that. Uh, he started off at $10 an hour with me um, and worked his way up. So hopefully we can find people that are passionate, fun, that to me, they know how to sell, but it doesn't feel like they're a salesman. You know, it's always just mostly knowing the store, knowing what you have. Um, so as we go forward, you know, I think that, uh, I, I think that you'll see stores as long as I'm operating stores in that 4,000 square foot range. I think you could see us running an entire store with four employees, but all of them getting paid well, making working 50, 60 hours a week. Um, and that's the model I want to go forward now, things change and adjust but it's working well really right now it's it's working well and I you know we have a lot of fun with my employees I mean we're, we have fun here I mean it's it's like I'm, I'm a little biased but I think we have a just a fun model I mean it's it's so unique that it, you know it's not just the hardware but to be 24 7 and we got a, a dog here that I mean absolutely it just makes makes it so much fun so uh, yeah, I think it also makes it easier to when you move it and hopefully starting more stores if you have to have 20 people when they're all working 10 to 15 hours, it's just a churn. I don't want to have a churn like that in in this business. Yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. So you, uh, you guys seem to have a really good online presence, especially like on Facebook and stuff. Um, Has social media been a way that you like stay connected with your customers? And are there any other social media platforms you guys use and kind of what are your thoughts on using that in your business?
1: Yeah. uh, So I brought on um, a, Solutions for eBusiness does all my marketing and social media. They built the website. Um, Christy uh, handles all of that pretty much. And then they have a few other employees uh, that do. There's one that specializes in website. Christy specializes in social media and stuff like Google and all that. Um, and she does a wonderful job. I, I Honestly, I'll be honest, I just don't focus on it at all because she does such a good job with it. A lot of times yeah. I have I a have page manager connected to my phone. So that if somebody needs something, I mean, I'm on the spot. I'll answer in 30 seconds. But do I spend all day? I came to the last time I scrolled my Facebook. Is that, as crazy as that sounds, I just don't do it. She does. I'm not a micromanager. I hire people that know what they're doing. I pay them fairly or well, and I stay out of the way. So if you think it does look good, that means a lot to me. It's And that's the thing. I, I've learned pretty quickly. She knows what she's doing. I got enough stuff to worry about. I, yeah. then, I don't scroll my Facebook page. She knows what she's doing. So she does a good job with it, too. I, I think it does. Uh, resonate well. Um, you asked about like how we connect. Is that how we connect with the customer? Um, very much so. Page manager, again, that people can send us messages. Uh, if somebody comments on something and asks you a question, again, I get a, a notification, so I'll immediately respond. But uh, one of the things that's cool about being in, you know, in this day and age mm-hmm. is that, I mean, customers connect with you in every way. So without any exaggeration, um, I could have 10 different types of connections with people every day. One could be Facebook Messenger, one could be Facebook comments. Um, uh, the website, we put a chat bot on there. Uh, that was something I I absolutely wanted because I know sometimes when I'm busy during the day, what's uh, you know, I'm dealing with customers. Let's say I need to get a hold of citizens gas, you know, to to, you know, pay a bill or talk to them about, you know, new service or I don't know, figure out something. Um, I, I don't want to get on the phone with somebody and then have an interrupt with my customers. So I wanna, you know, I use the chat bots all the time. There's a customer for that. Some people say, "I may say I've never used chatbot ever, but we we have that on there." And it, man, people, I get messages every day on on chat where people send you a message. Um, we connect, obviously, versus email. We connect versus uh, on the telephone still. As much as I absolutely hate that, I would love to not have the telephone because it's it's a challenge, but it's part of it. People still call. Uh, I get stuff on Messenger personally. I get stuff via text. A lot of my customers have my personal number. They text me. I got two messages sitting here right now that I need to respond to as soon as I get done uh, with the podcast. We connect out in the community. We connect personally. So we connect in all different ways. Facebook is one of them. That's obviously the major media that most people like. And I like it too. I like it because you can see who you're talking to and they can see you and kind of gives you a good connection. But we're, we're, we're connected on so many different ways that uh, the customer, and I think that's important. You just you find out who likes what, what mode of communication, and go from there.
0: Yeah. So how how did coronavirus impact your business this year? And like, what are some of the things that that you dealt with through the process? And um, were there things that surprised you? Were there things you had to like figure out as you went? And is there anything from that? that you see yourself continuing to to do or maybe like it was a, a good thing for you guys? I mean, not that it's a good
1: thing, but. No, uh, um. so, yeah, I knew that question was coming up and, and honestly I could talk about this. I, so I, I think without any exaggeration that at some point once we all have time to reflect, you need to buy a case of beer, set it in the middle table and ask eight to 10 retailers from around the country to come in. You could do like five podcasts on that. It There's nothing. Seriously. That, I, I, I'm 37. I, I can literally to be a hundred and, They'll never, they'll never, anything really quite like it again. Um Just from the stories and the uniqueness uh, of the stuff that happened, and it was, it was just a, a madhouse. Um, You know, to me, I like to use like like analogies. And so, uh, to for me, you at our age, and I'm sure Kevin about that same age. To me, the defining moment of life was nine eleven. That's that. If you ask, you know, what was the one thing that everybody remembers? It's absolutely the defining moment of my life. Uh, but this, I don't know how it's going to be looked back on um, down the road, but. it it was absolutely unbelievable and it happened in the middle of the busy time anyway. So it was spring. We would have been busy anyway. Um, uh, the numbers that that we did just, uh, it was mind boggling. Um, we were next to a Kroger thankfully too. So I talk about, you know, everything lining up perfectly. The the world's aligning, you know, we had what people wanted. We were open and we were next to a Kroger and, um but it will i mean i haven't even had proper time to really come back and reflect on it but it was so uniquely different that uh, i'll never see anything quite like it again just the products that sold um trying to get supply we i mean we were just on top of uh, you know i stayed up anyway at night but i would comb the catalogs you you were trying to figure out how to get everything that people wanted um so sometimes you know you, you might you know selling sprinkler or whatever i don't even know it's just whatever you might carry seven different sprinklers but all seven of those might have been out of stock you're just digging for any type of inventory and obviously you know face masks and cleaning supplies and toilet paper i remember there was one week that one week or two weeks the run was water um we were trying to get semi loads of water i mean and then suppliers saying we're not putting a semi load full of water on, on there we'll, we'll ship you a couple of pallets, but there's no margin in water we're not sending you a semi of water sorry you know but i had people it was we needed they wanted water every customer watching the door wanted water you know it's toilet paper yeah. while you run. Uh, again, it, it, we could sit here and talk. Uh, you, I'm not kidding. You can, you need to get a case of beer and sit in the middle of the table and we'll all talk about it. You, you just, the story, <laughs> so many stories, I couldn't even go through all of them. Um, but it was definitely good for business. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go back into that scenario. I don't know what's going to happen with um, everything now, but right now it's more back to normal. I feel like uh, there was all that, like everybody did everything for three, three months. And now we're kind of at the point where people are doing normal stuff, but I'm not getting any of that project stuff. So business is great. It's really doing well. But now we're back yeah. to the point where everybody did everything they had to do, and now it's like, okay, they're kind of kind of calm. But uh, I don't know the, how much stuff we've done. to Like your question, do we do things that are different, that we're going to be different going forward? Um, we always kept a clean store. I've always had a rule of keeping a distance from the customer. I think they always should have their own. I believe this before coronavirus, but to me, you, you shouldn't be within – five or six feet of a customer, that's their personal space. So we're distancing, Um, you know, again, we always kept, you know, things pretty organized and clean. Um, I think there's a lot of long-term, you know, tailwinds for the business in general because of that as people start to stay home. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much we've adopted anything. Again, we were 24/7 before the coronavirus having to talk about again right place, right time. I mean that everybody was closing early or closed period. So being open around the clock uh, was just, I mean, it was like you work your whole, you know, you work three or four years busting your ass to try to get something figured out. And then that happened. And it's like, thank you. i um, thank God I was open because you know it, it, that's where it reflected um, the customers that, you know, needed stuff and you were there. So now they remember you and you know, that's a big deal.
0: Were, were the custom, did you get a lot of new customers that maybe found you guys uh, through this? Um, a lot of places just weren't open and at least um, hardware home improvement was essential and yeah. you're by a grocery store, which is also essential.
1: Yeah, so tons of new customers. It was the, that's the number one thing that happened probably more than anything else is that, you know, when you're a small store, um, I mean, I, I think if you came in our store, you'd realize we have, we are well stocked. We do a good job with our inventory. We have virtually everything, but there's a certain people who just don't think you're going to have much. So it is tough. You can market all you want to do, all, all the little different avenues. Um, there's some people who just will not come into your store just because they don't think uh, that you're going to have what they need. The number one thing that did come out of that is that, yeah, people came to you because they had to. Either somebody wasn't open or everybody was out of stock on something, so they were just coming in to see it. And they're like, oh, wow. You know, you do have a lot of stuff. You you really um, – and it's a fun atmosphere, too. I mean, if you come in here, mm-hmm. you have fun. We laugh. We joke with the customers. Like, yeah, we got a dog in here that's just – he's the star of the show, man. He's, he's in here, man. I mean, just – it's a fun – fun atmosphere. So yeah, that, that helped out a lot where I got people with a door that had never been in the store before. Um, and that maybe didn't even know we were there. You know, as funny as it sounds, you, you, people don't know exactly that you're even there. They, they just, uh, you can be right in the, we're in a main shopping center. We are the, you know, we're the, um, busiest shopping center in this trade zone by far, but you know, there's people who just, I didn't even know you were there, you know, so it makes you, you're yeah. really relevant now. And, and I think we did a good job of handling the customer and they, they didn't forget, you know, so it's been good.
0: So, um, what, what are you guys planning now out of this year and like looking ahead into the next six months, 12 months, like down the road, it sounds like obviously your biggest thing right now is getting the second store opened. Um, but is there anything else kind of on your radar? Obviously possibly the store downtown, but, um, like what are some of the things that that are some of the goals you're you've set for yourself and you're looking looking towards
1: um well i never said anything six to 12 months to me that's just i'm too young that's too short term um thanks yeah uh five years down the road 10 years down the road um you know i've always wanted to start just a a, you know a thousand store i I mean i would want to start more than that but to me i've always got bigger than that so six what do i do in six to twelve months that that's hard to know but um i know we talked about i'm looking at potentially a downtown store i'm actually looking at lots of different little areas um trying to keep it connected up so i want to have each of each potential next store uh to be connected in with the other stores whether um they're not you know i don't want to jump across so like you know you're from indianapolis i don't want to jump across the proverbial pond and go from you know lawrence all the way over to speedway then maybe down to you know all the way down to bloomington and up to kokomo the goal is to keep them to keep them close um but I'm looking at the, both the downtown store, potentially the store up in Fishers, which would be about 12 minutes, again 12, 13 minutes away from each, the, both the Lawrence and the Benford store, um, and just kind of looking to grow out that way. Um, and also just working very much internally on on stuff like the the boring stuff that this is one of the things that, that me and Kevin both absolutely love, and he's much much better than I am at. But um, part of the the boring stuff out of business, people think you just all you're doing is selling hammers and mixing paint and sitting around talking to the locals. But there's so much internally that you have to do if you want to grow. And I want to grow um, tons of stores. You have to obsessively focus on your inventory. Uh, so we just, we spent so much time. If you knew how many hours we spent, you'd think you guys are nerds, but it truly <laughs> matters. We just obsessed with it. It's because there's, you know, there's 10,000 items in here and it's getting the naming right. That's going to be on the tag. It's so that, you know, people know what it is and it's, it's knowing whether to carry two or seven or a six pack, uh, if it's, you, know, you buy a six case, it's 5% off. Um, but you price it at 597 or you do it as a loss later at 397. Um, just, it, it's just a, a lot. So if you add, you I should add, definitely. Oh, continue. Sorry. You gotta stop I, was,
0: I was just going to say, um, if you haven't done the cost of doing business study before, or if you haven't participated, you really should.
1: I have another computer right now as we speak. I was doing it last. Yeah,
0: night.
1: I, I had done Does it that- internally last. I've done turned it internally before, but uh, I actually uh, no joke. It's literally up there on the front computer. I did it last night uh, to plug in the numbers. That's such a help. Uh, I did my own internal, you know, P&Ls, and we know generally our own numbers. Yeah. That's fun because it, but you know, doing that, and I would recommend that as well to other people. If you know, that it helps you see. Your numbers, and also how it shows you know that if you can peel a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, that bottom really changes a lot. But yeah, one of the big things we're trying to do is figure out uh, what our margins are. So we're going through and just combing through ten thousand. Actually, st- because we uploaded every item from both of our main suppliers, house Hassan and Bostwick, we have over sixty thousand SKUs inside the uh, software right now. Uh, we're not wow. going through, we're not, we don't carry all sixty thousand far from it, but one of the things we're doing is we're just going through every one of them and, and trying to find what, what can you raise your cost on here a little bit more um, to get that cost of goods down because it, it makes it's the number one expense for a hardware retailer and any retailer is your cost of goods. And so, you know, we're working in, in that boring inventory stuff, which again, we both absolutely love it, but it is so tedious, yeah. so much work to go through. But if you get that right, let's say we get it right. in you know, in six to 12 months, then you're just, you know, you're flipping on, it's multi store software. You're just flipping on store three, you're flipping on store four. You're still perfecting your stuff, you're still adjusting your model, but you're maybe changing 5% of the prices a month instead of going through an entire catalog, which is, you know, it's just it's, it's daunting. You know, it's a lot of work, but it's so, so important when you start looking at that and you plug in those numbers when you can get an extra four or 5% of margin somewhere on stuff that um, it, it just makes that bottom line number, it, it just makes a different world. Uh, and that's what your, 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 the whole goal is to, you know, find a way to, to be successful and, and find those little, you know, a little four or 5% here and there that, that keeps you successful. And the customers don't mind that generally, as long as you're fair on your prices, the customers don't mind it either. They, I guarantee you, they would cry if you ever left the town because it's so, sometimes it's simple stuff that you just, you don't want to go to a big box for. So a lot of times people won't complain on the price as long as you're fair. Uh, they want you to be successful because, you know, there's a lot of stuff you just don't want to go. You need something yeah. quick. We go somewhere else for that. So they, they want you to be successful within reason. So,
0: yeah. So I guess what are kind of a, one of the last questions I want to ask is like, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges facing independent retailers in this industry? Um, and, and how do you think, or, or what do you think will help you overcome some of those or other retailers could could utilize to overcome those challenges.
1: Well, uh, the two, the number one, there, there's no, there's two that are absolutely going to stand out for everybody. Um, one is is hiring staff is just a tough, it's a tough thing. Um, I, I ask everybody, it's, it's, if I get to with a small business, or even somebody like I had a guy that he uh, he's a general manager at the Applebee's that I, I go to, and he he's a, also a customer of my store, and uh, he just, I mean, he, you know, even a general manager, it, it's so tough to find the right uh, the right people so if you ask me without a doubt the number one number one worry if you said adam what what concerns you about going out store, potentially for three five ten it's how do you find the right people i don't know how that that's going to be a hard game that's going to be harder than anything yeah. else in this business uh, and then the other boring thing that everybody always wants to talk about is amazon I, i'm not I'm not as worried about amazon i i can tell you without any doubt i don't spend one second of my day worried about amazon i i, I find it fascinating i I read about them all the time because I'm fascinated by commerce and retail and they are just, they're just an amazing company to, to read about. But I truly do not spend one second of my day worried about uh, Amazon. I, what I do worry about and focus on is creating an experience that's completely different than you're going to get online. Uh, and the product mix too, like I'm not trying to compete with Amazon on stuff that they're going to have. Um, it's just a game you can't, you know, luckily we're in a, in, in a type of industry that is pretty well Amazon proof. Um, but does it mean, Yeah, like I said five years from now, you, you're talking to me, a lot of people think, you know, hardware won't ever be as disrupted by Amazon or the Internet. It, I guarantee you, will. whether it's five years or 10 years, um, some of that's going to be disrupted. But um, so, you know, you, I don't worry day to day about that. I worry about the customer experience, creating something that's fun, um, creating just a unique model and being well stocked on stuff that, you know, you can compete well on. So uh, biggest yeah. concern. I think if you interviewed 100 hardware retailers, they'd all say the same thing. Man, it's hard to find good people that that truly are passionate about. Uh, this isn't a gas station. You know, I can't just put somebody behind there, give them, you know, nine bucks an hour and have, them, you know, you need people with personality. and um, Yeah. So that's that's something that, you know, if you ever figure out, you know, or if you ever do a study on that or whatever, that's something I would read in a heartbeat. If you could figure out
0: yeah.
1: a hire. I mean, that's a tough thing. I think all of us struggle with like that. So.
0: Do you, um, I know you said you hire for personality a lot of the times, do you guys do anything as far as training or do you focus on like training opportunities for your hires that you no, bring on? Well,
1: you guys have some stuff with that? I think don't you, or I probably, yeah, I I'm, I'm doing,
0: a, I'm kind of doing a little bit of a plug right now. So.
1: All right. Well, go for it. <laughs> you, you take this thing. So we all want to hear it too. Go for
0: it. Sure. So, um, if you're a member of the NRHA, then you and all of your employees have access to over 40 courses, I believe, we're we're at about now, Um, like more than 250 modules. And they cover everything, including product knowledge, merchandising, selling skills, um, accounting, uh, basic training in hardware retailing, and lumber and building materials. Um, And we have a new course that and and content that kind of falls under that coming out actually today. So early October is when people can expect to find it um, on the training portal. That's um, all about onboarding. So it'll be great for retailers looking for ways to really best onboard their employees. But if you're not using it, if you're not signed up and using it yet, it's, I mean, membership with NH- or NHPA, excuse me, we just changed. Um, we're now the National, the North American Hardware and Paint Association so
1: um that's, that's yeah i'll have to yeah. start, check those out because yeah that's, that's an important thing it's another reason why i mean i said say everybody appreciate all you guys do with the industry because it does there's it, we need all we all need that kind of help with stuff that um uh, that we're just i mean i don't know if anybody is that you interview is great at hiring i'd be shocked it's, it's a tough thing but uh, i want to get yeah. into look at those. i'm excited because it's important the training and hiring and how you, you know, manage those employees is, is very important. So yeah, I'm excited to kind of see what I didn't realize you guys had that much um stuff. Yeah, going.
0: yeah, we have a ton and it's uh it's pretty reasonable. I mean, membership for one store, um, it kind of varies depending on the operation, but it's about for one location it's two ninety nine for the year and all of your employees are able to get in the site and utilize the online training and then managers get to see how people are doing with training, what their scores are, all that. So in the long run, it's a great resource. And, um, I just always recommend anyone who's wanting to make sure that their employees are, are, are well-armed to, to sell and know what they're talking about. You can put them through this course and and make sure that they know what they're talking about. And then they feel more confident, um, and, and appreciate when the retailers or their owner cares enough to give them that knowledge, you know? So just a little plug. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure it's helpful. It's definitely something we all, y'all, we all would need to be doing more training and it's, it's tough. I think you get in the middle of just, you're worried about just working, 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 and you don't sit Yeah, in. It's one of my, the hard thing for me is, you know, as I start to grow, I always did so much of it alone for the longest time. And so you, you don't think about training because you don't have to. And you also, you think this is easy. Well, it's easy if you've done it forever. So it's tougher. That's a tough mentality to get to the point where you've got to train people. Um, to do things in a, in a standardized way. So I'm excited to see what, what you guys have. I, that's definitely something that I know I don't do well. I, uh, my employees have always done reasonably well, but boy, I just kind of just say, here it is. And like, all right, I'm, I'm off to go do what I got to do. And it's, I probably don't do as well about teaching and training. I, I think that's, I think it's probably the, the tough. Well, the nice it.
0: thing is you're not sitting there telling them what to do. They get on, take the course, yeah. take the test and then on to the next, but.
1: Go, cool. want we'll to check that out once we get down here.
0: For sure. Well, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners, or anything you want to end no. the episode out with?
1: No, it's just a, it's a fun business. I'm excited to be on, and hopefully, you know, we, I, I'm hoping you guys get to the point where you can open back the downtown offices back up. Maybe they even already are. But uh, to anybody listening, if you get a chance and you come into Indianapolis, you got to go see their downtown offices. Like, so when I was down there for the State of the Independence. I'm like, you know, I'm sociable, not shy guy. And so once we did the, we did the, you know, the whole show or whatever, I went over to to Kate and Mike, Mike, you were there at that point. I said, yeah. Can I I go uh, see upstairs, man? I'm kind of like, I'm a nerd like that. I want to see what, and you got the whole whole place is cool. It's very old and nostalgic, but it's updated. And what a cool place. So hopefully you guys are able to get, get open back up and have some, I don't know what, I even know what all, how things are going to work, but I'd love to see you guys do more conventions because those are or get together's meetings. That was yeah. so fun to be around other people who not only are in the business, but to have you know people like you and Kate and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name was down there, but uh, was his name Kevin too? I don't know if he was. In, I don't know. There's some other people down there, but you guys are yeah. just you guys are just a lot of fun. Uh, to yeah. Be Hopefully, you guys get to do that, and if you're listening and you get a chance to, you got to come out and see that. That's that's a fun place to go to go have you know have get-togethers and talk about the industry. it's, it's cool.
0: Thank you so much for um, your time today.
1: Appreciate it, definitely. You can always put me in your back pocket if you guys ever wanna do an article or a magazine or a podcast, I, I love doing this kind of stuff and talking about the business. And you guys, you and Kate are a lot of fun and all you guys are a joy to talk to. So let me know if you ever need to or wanna talk, I'm, I'm always available.
0: Sounds good, well, thank you so much. You have a good rest of your day and uh, we'll be in touch, okay?
1: Sounds good. See you guys.
0: Did you know that if you're an independent home improvement retailer, you are already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association? The NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways. From Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become a better, more profitable business owner. To learn about what NRHA is doing for you, visit NRHA.org.